This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Hi, Brian Petrie, and welcome to the MMA Takes Podcast. I got to tell you something, guys, right? I'm an open book. I'm open and honest. I'm honest with my audience. You want to know something, you ask me, I tell you. Even if you don't ask me, I tell you. That's just the kind of guy I am. I'm a gabber. Got a gift gab. I'm going to Disney World next week. So I'm recording this on a Wednesday. I have today, tomorrow, we're leaving Sunday morning at 5 a.m. And I'm gone till next Saturday. Um, never been. <clears throat> Wife has been when she was younger. Says it's a killer. I've seen guys at work post pictures, and they've been, but they've only went three or four days, and their kids are 10, 12, whatever. I got a two-year-old, right? My in-laws, they did it. They fronted it. They're, this is our Christmas gift. This is what they want to do. They, they go they go just themselves, right? They just fly down and just hang out a couple days themselves. They love it. I'm nervous about it, guys. You know, I'm, uh, I'm a guy who does what he wants when he wants. That's just who I am. I mean, it's. It, I mean, God's honest truth it is. Now, I'll obviously do things that I don't want to do for the sake of my wife or my my child or, or family or whatever. But I'm nervous going a whole week, and it's not like I don't want to go. I want to go. Like I want to see it. I want to experience it. This is you know very generous of the in laws and all this stuff. And my wife's excited. Everyone's excited, and I'm excited too. But I think about Wednesday is when I'm going to hit my fucking wall and I'm going to be like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think I'll be maxed out on Wednesday. Wednesday. I think I'll be like, I got to walk. How many more parks? We got to eat at how many more theme restaurants? Um, the food looks good. My wife's been watching a ton of YouTube videos and showing me like everything we're going to do and everything we're going to eat and all this stuff. I'm not a ride guy, right? Um, I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio, a little, up north of me is Kings Island. I've never heard of Kings Island. It's an amusement park. Awesome. Great place. I lived there when I was a kid. Lived there. Right? I used to go to the campgrounds with like girls. You'd have to like rent a tent. We'd bring girls over there. Get a little, you know, make out on. Right? I got actually a great story about that. I don't know if I should share that on the podcast. It kind of makes me sound like a hero though. So maybe I should share it. Well, you know what? My wife always is telling me to be more personal, personable you know, kind of open up a little bit. I think I do do that, but I guess. So anyway, we're, you know, quick story about Kings Island. Cause again, this is a super braggy story about me. Um, and I'm, you know, I have an ego, so I got to tell it. So we're, we're, my buddy worked at Kings Island right across the streets, campgrounds. These girls who we knew from home went up there. We spent all day at the park. My buddy got off work. They're like, Hey, we're camping over here with my parents sneaking at night so we sneak in at night and we start walking around the campgrounds huge these like two and we're young i mean we're what 17 7 i think i was 17 18 maybe maybe i was 18 i think i was 17 and we're walking around and these two like country hillbilly fucking dudes are drinking hooch they're drinking whiskey they probably fucking made it themselves and we're like i think we're like four girls and there's three of us three dudes and i think there's four girls so we're all hanging out and they're boozing i'm not drinking i got this lady with me I, i'm focused on the lady man and, you know, we're all kind of, you know, doing our own thing. Every every couple was kind of paired off. And me and me and this lady go on the uh, in between the trees and, and, and you know, do what 17-year-olds do. 
And all of a sudden, you know, I look up and her friend was blackout drunk. And this disgusting hillbilly dude, right, was like grabbing her head. She was passed out and putting it down by his, you know, by his dick, basically making making her suck his dick. And I said, oh, hold up. And a buddy of mine is watching this as well. And he's getting he's getting pissed, but he's kind of a little shrimp. So I get up and these dudes, I don't know what these guys, you know, these dudes are fucking, I mean, they're old. They're in the well into the 30, 40s, drinking hooch, shirtless, gross tattoos, hairy as fuck. And I go over there and I see this happening and I'm like, you know, what, you know, my buddy standing was like, what are you doing? This girl's getting raped. So I walk over and he's like, kind of like under like a tree a little bit. I pull the girl off and I stomp on this dude's head like three times. Boom, boom, boom. Bust his shit all up. His buddy comes running over who was who was sitting on the picnic table just watching. He comes running over and then we just pounce his ass, right? Like little three, three 17-year-olds just fucking jump this dude. His buddy gets up. I think I broke his fucking nose. You mother, blah, blah, blah. And we're yelling back at him like, you know, fuck you. And, uh, you know, this girl's like, oh, my God. You know, like she had no idea what was happening. Like, thank me. Was like, um, I saw that prom later that year. And she's like, thank me. You know, like I could have ruined my life. That guy was a creep, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, your boy's a hero. I stopped a rape. Well, I mean, the rape occurred, but I stopped it before I got any further. So that's a story I like to brag. Anyway, Kings Island, I lived there. I, I have a million stories about Kings Island. When I was a kid, I used to ride every roller coaster. Last time I went was when I was 22 and I rode roller coasters and I literally was dizzy for a week. My inner ears, your balance is all about your equilibrium and your inner ears. They're gone. I lost them at 22. I'm 33 now, 11 years ago. So my, I'm not going to ride a lot of these rides. I mean, I'll ride the little, I can't go in circles, man. You put me on a scrambler or twister, whatever the fuck they're called. Call it a night. I'll throw up everywhere. Right? I won't stop. I'll be dizzy for, I'll ruin the whole trip. So I can't ride rides. So I'm going to get a little break during the rides, I think. But I'm a little nervous about going, guys. Right? I just, I don't like being trapped and forced to do a set schedule. That's just, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm like an animal, right? I need to just be free. Free range, baby. I need to just do me. And so uh, it's going to be interesting, right? You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, it's going to be a real test of, of, you know, not self-control, but a real test of, you know, being there, you know, being a good husband, being a good dad, because the girl, you know, my wife and the, and the little one, you know, they, they obviously want to go and the in-laws again, very generous to do this. Don't want to ruin anything for them, but we'll, we'll get it done. Right. We're getting there. But anyway, I don't have much of a show planned, right? I'm doing the, I'm not picking Mexico. Um, I'm going to release a video on Friday for that. My little video series I'm doing, I'm just going to do one pick. The main event's the only fight that anybody ever cares about. I will release, I'm still going to pick the entire card. I'm just not going to do a podcast for it. I am going to record a podcast for Copenhagen, which is the 28th. That's when I'll be getting back. I'm going to schedule schedule that to come out on Friday. So I'm going to record that either after I record this or tomorrow. So the lines not might not be 100% because it's a little early that I'm doing it. But I do want to get that pick them out. That Copenhagen card is stacked. It's awesome. This Mexico City card, besides the main event, maybe one or two other fights Eh, maybe I'll pick more than one fight on the video. I haven't done the video yet. The video will be out either Friday or Saturday to help you with your picks. Um, we got Vancouver to go over, um, and let's do that. Let's go over Vancouver. Enough of the hero stories. I got a million stories about me being a hero or me being an asshole. Like, 
that when ninety percent of the fights I've been in, or nine of the fights, you know, I have a temper problem, right? I I fly off the handle. At least I used to. I, I feel like I'm a little better now. Grew I grew up in a lot of fights. I got in a lot of fights growing up. Have a chip on my shoulder for whatever reason, um, and so and, and it was fun, right? I had fun doing it. So I got in a ton of fights growing up in my mid twenties. Well, when I was 19, my parents got me the boxing thing, and that led me down the boxing road, which led me down the MMA road and all that stuff. I've loved MMA since I was 15, but I never thought I could do that. And then when I started training, you know, I think I've told the story before. Anyway, in my 20s, it slowed down a little bit fighting-wise, but, you know, I got, you know, 90% of my fight stories um, I, I, I'm embarrassed by because it's like I could have probably avoided that. I probably didn't have to react the way I reacted. However, that story, me stomping on fucking some Hitler or Hitler, some fucking guy from Deliverance's face while he's raping an underage girl, um, I'm proud of that one. I'm going to hang that one on the wall, right? I stomped his fucking head in, dude, like a fucking, oh, just stomped it. I wish I had bigger, I, I fucking probably like Air Force Ones on. I wish I had fucking some Timberlands or some fucking boot on just stop that motherfucker's face. All right. So USC Vancouver was this weekend. Your boy didn't do so hot. I went four, seven and one. The one is we'll get into Todd Duffy. <clears throat> That's the one I got. The one fight got canceled. So at four, seven and one, um, and I'm, I'm holding that one on. Cause Jeff Hughes, I thought was winning that fight. I thought he was going to win. Todd Duffy guest. We'll get to it. Four seventy one is not great. Um, I went to you have, I went to the FanDuel out in about an hour away at Belterra Casino in Florence, Indiana. I went with my right hand man Austin. He made his first sports bets ever. Not a gambler. He uh, basically pissed sixty bucks down the drain. He lost all his bets. I didn't do so hot either. Um, I went in. I did three straight ragers. I said I'm not doing a parlay. I'm a wager guy now. I'm a straight wager guy. Three straight wagers. I went Cole Smith. I went Justin Gaethje. And I went Augusto Saki. And then I went and did a parlay. So I relapsed, guys, right? I had 10 bucks. I put a lot of money on Gaethje. I brought a lot of cash with me. Brought, put a lot of money on Gaethje. Put a little bit on Saki. And put a, not a lot, but you know, if we're talking units, because that's what gamblers do. They talk units. I put three units on Gaethje. I put a half a unit on Saki. And I put probably a unit and a half on Cole Smith. So Cole Smith lost. Saki won. And Justin Gaethje won. So with all that, Gaethje was a slight favorite. I got him at a minus 164. I have him written down here as a minus 200. So I wasn't planning on betting Gaethje. But he came back at a minus 164 at FanDuel. So we went to FanDuel. Let me, let me get on track here. Uh, you know, Hollywood Casino right down the street in Lawrenceburg. <clears throat> they have a sports bar type deal. TVs, sports book, everything in there. It's a it's a nice setup, right? I was expecting, <clears throat> excuse me, I was expecting a lot from FanDuel. Walk in, Belterra is a gorgeous casino out there. It's really nice. Walk in, and it's just this tiny little section. They got about 50 kiosks. They have a couple tellers. They have like 12 TVs, five tables, no booths, and then that's it. You know, it was it was a very small little thing, and then right at like Right across the way, and this is all before you get to the actual casino, is a sports bar. And it's it's whatever. We went up there. It's like 45-minute wait. We're like, okay, well, we'll go sit and place bets, whatever. All of a sudden, it's 8 o'clock. Or I'm sorry, it's like you know 6 o'clock. I'm like, well, where, where are the fights at? Well, I know it's college football Saturday, but where are the fights at? We asked the lady. Uh, she's like, oh, I don't think we're going to get them here. Okay, so we go over the sports book. 
or a sports bar when the fight, you know, right about eight o'clock, right before eight o'clock, excuse me. And um, we're going to get our table and sit and eat. And I asked the guys like, hey, you guys getting uh, you getting the fights? He goes, well, if it's on TV, we'll get them. I was like, yeah, but it's on ESPN Plus. It's a streaming thing. He goes, oh, we don't stream here. And I was like, fuck it. So we left. We, you know, we left and went back to my buddy's house and ordered a pizza and watched them there. Uh, so I still got to drive out to uh, FanDuel and fucking pick up my winnings. I got to do that this week, too. I mean, that's, you know, God, I got to drive and pick up money. God damn. Complain about it. But anyway, moral story is I had to go check it out. It's about 45 to 50 minutes away. Not a bad drive at all. However, Hollywood is 20 minutes away, 15, 20 minutes away with traffic. And their setup is just as good, if not better, right? FanDuel was like newer. FanDuel was a name. It was cool. Their kiosks, they had way more kiosks, but the food in the bar was separate. Down in Hollywood, everything's one um, and it's super close. So yeah, I'm going to be spending my majority of my time at uh, Hollywood Casino in Lawrenceburg and in, uh, Indiana. I'm going to say Kentucky, Indiana. So Hollywood, if you want to, if you want to sponsor the podcast, I'm more than welcome to. So, FanDuel out in, in, you know, I'm sure the one in New Jersey is a little bit better. I'm sure the one in, uh, I think they have one in West Virginia and Pennsylvania. Never been to any of those. I was under the impression that it was like kind of like a B-dubs type situation where they're going to serve food, wings, all the all the goods, all the hits, and then you can place bets. Um, maybe that's how it is at these states. It is not how it is here. It's literally a little corner with five tables and a bunch of kiosks. And that's cool. I'm, 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 I'm happy about it, but it doesn't justify the drive out there when Hollywood Casino has everything in one. And Hollywood Casino is an old, I mean, listen, when we went down there, there are women down there well into their seventies. And that's like their full-time job is going and playing those slots. And, uh, we rode the elevator up with them and they're like, all right, young man, good luck. Good luck gambling today. Like, you know, like that's their fucking job. So Hollywood, I love you. Um, Let's get to these fights. First fight of the night, Kyle Prebelek versus Austin Hubbard. I actually didn't get to catch this fight. I was in the midst of driving up there. We we, we left a little later. Um, apparently, Austin Hubbard looked pretty good. His leg swelled up to the point where they had to cut him open. The, the, the swelling was so abnormal. He passed out in the elevator. They had to cut him open and, and relieve the swelling. So uh, I believe he shared a picture of it. It was pretty fucking gruesome. I don't know what I was looking at, but... Uh, I don't know if I've ever heard of that. I've obviously, if you get your legs kicked up enough and, and whatnot, you're going to get some, you know, there's chances of blood clots and whatnot. I'm not sure if that's what he had. He just had some really bad swelling. Uh, Rob Gronkowski just came out and said he had to get his like quad drained. Uh, so I don't know why they couldn't drain it. Something happened. He was taking leg kicks. Apparently he looked pretty good, pr- pretty solid in that fight. Um, I missed it though. I didn't catch that one. I got that fight right. I picked Hubbard to win minus 145. I thought that was a good number. Of course, my dumbass didn't bet it. Um, next up, you had Lewis Smoker versus Ryan McDonald. I picked Ryan McDonald. I'm not a huge Smoker fan. I thought he was a little bit too ballooned up to be a favorite at minus 220. However, he went in and knocked out Ryan McDonald. So uh, I got this fight wrong. I did not bet it. Did not gamble it. Uh, this fight already took place by the time I got to the casino. So I think I probably would have because I did like Ryan McDonald at plus 175 just because I don't love Lewis Smoker. However, he looks pretty good at 135. I mean, he, you know. I don't think he's a you know world class guy yet. I mean, he's had some hangups. Maybe all those hangups are now behind him, and he's you know going to be an elite fighter. I don't really know. He didn't really fight elite competition, but Ryan McDonald got starts in that fight. Next up, Chad Kelly versus Jordan Griffin. First fight I saw, uh, Chad Kelly won a decision. I lost. He was a slight underdog. I picked Jordan Griffin. Never picking Jordan Griffin again, right? I'm so wrong about this guy every single time. I know this was like a controversial decision. We were kind of. 
you know, conversing about what bets Austin should make about yada, yada. So I, I wasn't super focused on this fight, but, um, so I don't know if it was a robbery or not. I have to go back and watch it, but Chaz won. Um, but the moral of the story is, is I'm never, yeah. And, but you know, why should I say, why do I ever say never, ever when I, I, I never said, I, was, I said, I was never going to parlay again through 10 bucks on. Why am I doing this to myself guys? Why am I doing this? Okay. Next up, you have Bracketona versus Hunter Zer. Hunter Zer won a close split decision. Bracketona lost. Really close back and forth fight. This could have went either way. I don't think uh, uh, anybody's surprised by that. Katona, I picked Katona. I thought he would have the cardio advantage. Wrong. Azur is a big guy for that weight class coming off the contender series. I don't love guys coming off the contender series, really, but uh, he looked good. He looked ripped up. He looked jacked. He, you know, was dominant. Katona, it was a, it was an even fight. Katona was definitely hanging in there, but really surprised Hunter Zer showed up the way he did. Um, and uh, Yanni, the Greek, got that one right, which th- that pisses me off, right? I didn't have money on this fight. I thought it was way too close to bet. Hunter came in at a plus 145 underdog. Yanni, the Greek, Yanni, the teeth, that f- snake fuck, he got this fight right, and that makes me more angry than anything that he got. A, he called an underdog before I did. That sucked. Okay, next up, you had Cole Smith versus Miles Johns. I picked Cole Smith, a Canada boy. Really close fight. Cole Smith um, was hanging on him the entire fight. Miles Johns, I thought, would gas. Did not. Cole Smith gassed before Miles Johns did. Miles Johns, shorter, stockier. Miles, uh, Cole Smith, kind of longer. Horrible stand-up by Cole Smith. Just legitimately wanted this fight to the ground. I thought it was close. I had money on this fight. I was a straight rager guy. I put a unit and a half. I hate saying that, but I, you know, that's the way you protect yourself, guys. You know what I mean? You know, you got to say units. So, no, you know, we're not talking real money, actual cash here. Unit half on Cole Smith. Underdog play. I was very confident in this pick. I thought Cole Smith is a really tough out. I think he's, if he was going to win, he's going to win ugly. Slight chance he would get a decision, but, or I mean, excuse me, a submission, but probably not. Miles John comes from that real good camp, Florida Summer May down in uh, Texas, Dallas, maybe. And they fucking, they, they, they coached him up well. Like, he did stuff well. Obviously, I'm biased because I had money on Cole Smith. I, I was surprised by the decision. I thought Cole Smith did enough to win a boring decision. Uh, I thought he won one and two. I thought the third round was was Miles Johns because Miles was was uh, picking him apart with some punches at the end. But pressure, grappling, the total package, I thought Cole Smith maybe snuck that one out. Very upset that that lost. I, I ripped up the ticket. Pretty angrily, actually. I, I, I thought I, I thought I scored on that one. Um, next up, you had Augusto Saki versus, uh, right? Yeah, Augusto Saki versus uh, Marcin Tabera. I had Saki in this. Saki destroyed him in the first round. Tabera, listen, a guy who's fought good competition a lot. The reason he was a favorite in this fight was because of the competition aspect. But you gotta, you gotta look competitive against good competition. He has not. You know, he, he's been stopped before. I didn't think Saki was gonna stop the way he did. He, but he landed a really good right hand and. And he finished. I won. I wish I would have put more money on him. This ended up, uh, I was still down on the night because of how much I put on Cole Smith. But uh, Saki was a good start. And then uh, the fight that I can't even talk about right now. I'm so embarrassed. Misha Serkinoff versus Jim Croup. <clears throat> okay, so I was all over Jim Croup. I made a video. I put my name on the line. I sent it out, right? I don't love being on camera. I don't want to be on camera. I like doing the podcast. But I know things evolve and, and, and people like watching videos and I love editing video and I'm going to get better at it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put myself in video. I'm going to mix some things up. People seem to like it. I, you know, plan was to, to release it right before the podcast, release a video of one pick. 
that you're very confident in, right? I got Don Madden the week before. That's my guy. Went Jimmy Crute. I thought Jimmy Crute matched up really well with Mitha Shurkinov. I went down on Friday to Hollywood before I went to FanDuel on Saturday. I didn't know I was going to FanDuel on Saturday until Saturday. But I went down to Hollywood Friday after work, cashed my match ticket, and put it all on Crute, right? I said, let it ride on Crute. Let it ride on Jimmy Crute. I was, I went down to Hollywood, right? Right when they opened. And uh, I go to the kiosk, right? To cash my ticket because I was going to scan the ticket. It deposits it into the kiosk and you can just make your bets. Those were broken. They were down. I think it's because they weren't booty up yet because it literally just opened. So I got to go to the teller. So I go to the teller. These two old men. I'm talking guys in their late 50s, tucked in polos in the cargo shorts, placing college football bets. And they got fucking fault. Like, like you ever seen Waterboy, that green, that green fucking uh, notebook that the coach always has. These guys had like notebooks that were older than me with just fucking numbers in it. And they're, they're both of them. There's two tellers. They're both at the tellers just rallying off. I want Ohio State against the spread. I want this. I want this. I want this. And they're doing like a million straight wagers. They dabbled in some parlays. And I'm like, I think these guys might be bookies. They're coming down here and they're placing bets. Obviously for people, they're bookmakers, right? They're going down here and placing bets for people. They got these notebooks. I'm like, man, okay. You know, and I was going to, I was going to sprinkle the Don Madge winnings across the board. I, I was going to do all my bets at Hollywood. I wasn't going to go to FanDuel at this point. This was a Friday before Saturday. So I was going to do the Saki bet. I was going to do the Cole Smith bet. I was going to, I was going to do the, uh, I probably wasn't going to do Gaethje, but I was going to do, you know, I was going to, I was going to do the, the Glover bet. I was going to do these bets. So these two guys line up behind me and these old guys and look like their face looked like old catcher's mitts, right? Like they, they literally was born in a fucking ashtray. They're standing there with notebooks too. And they're fucking whispering each other. And they're kind of looking at me. I just kind of glanced over my shoulder, looking at me like I'm stealing their fucking hot tips. So the one guy leaves, the other guy's still riding off bets and I get called up and these dudes are behind me. And I swear to God, they're slapping. They're like slapping their notebooks in their hand, like get impatient. And I go up there because like you, you can't hand them the ticket and they can't hand you money. They got to pay you your money before you can place a bet. It's like a whole process. Right. And so as this one, and, and all these women that were there, it was all women, all females are in fucking, uh, referee jerseys. They're all getting trained. They're very new to this. Right. So they're, I'm being patient with them, but these guys are slapping their fucking notebooks. They're like, all right, fucking, I'm ready to make my bets. So I, you know, I don't get intimidated often. I really don't. I'm not, I don't get flustered much. I got flustered. I don't know if I was intimidated by these guys, but I'm definitely not as saged and as fucking experienced as these dudes are. So I just went in my head. I froze and she's like, okay, here's your money. What do you want to bet on? And I literally was just like, Ugh. just put it all on Jimmy Crute, right? I got him on a minus 106, which was a good number. Very confident in the bet. And he fucking blows it. So now back to the fight. Jimmy Crute, good stand-up, decent on the ground. Misha Shurkinov has a chin problem, has a cardio problem, but he's fucking a bear bear on the ground. He's strong on the ground. What does Jimmy Crute do? So he gets taken down. Okay, that's fine. You get taken down. The guy's got a, Misha's got a good double leg. Takes him down, plays the guard game. Then he gets up, and what does he do? He clinches with Misha and tries to take Misha down. And he keeps getting swept, and he keeps getting this, and it's a scramble, and they're both getting exhausted. And then there was a point where 
Jimmy Cruz laying down the hammer, right? And the ref's like, move, Misha, move. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to win. Let's fucking go. Then he gets fucking swept like a two-year-old. Just push a basic sweep. Misha had like side guard. Pushed his, just extended his legs. Jim Crew fell on his butt. Threw a punch from his ass. On his ass, he threw a punch. And then Misha snapped up the neck and fucking Peruvian necktied him. And I just couldn't believe the fight IQ on Jimmy Crew. Like, what are you doing? I know you're 23. I know you're 10 and 0. You're not super experienced. But what are you doing? I had buddies texting me that maybe people that follow me saw me put that video. They see me put my name on the video. I was that confident in this guy. And he fought like an idiot. Oh my God, I was sick. Sick to my stomach, right? I looked at my, Austin doesn't care. Austin's scarfing down pizza. And I'm literally, my body's getting hot. Because like, obviously it's not about the money because it was money won. You know, money won when you lose it doesn't have as much as a sting on it. I mean, I did lose money because I initially made the first bet with Don Madge. But money won is, it's a little different than, than, you know, when you're down to your last hundred bucks and you lose that, right? But I put my name on this guy, put my name out there, put myself on video. And he fought like that. Oh gosh, killer. He should have won that fight. He should have never, he should have never grappled Misha. He should have, after he got up in the garden, they scrambled, right? He should have pushed away and, and, and worked stand up. He should have let Misha take him down a hundred times. Misha was gassed. He's really good on the ground. He he can, if he's gassed, he can grapple because that's what he does. When you're gassed, a guy like that, he can't do stand-up because that's not what he's used to. When he when he gets tired, his default is I'm gonna wrestle you. I'm gonna get I've been doing that my whole life. My body's used to this. This is just muscle memory. Stand-up's a little foreign. So get him gassed. Let him fucking take you down all, as many times as you want. Play the guard and get up. The fight IQ on Jimmy Crute is astoundingly bad. He's my lock of the night, he's my pick of the night. Put money on him and he lost. I'm fired up. Go fuck yourself. God damn it. All right, next up, you had Antonius Carlos Jr. Shoe face versus Uriah Hall. Big underdog win for Uriah Hall. I had Uriah win in this. Devin actually texted me and said, if Uriah Hall loses this fight, I'm going to flip out. I was so distraught from the Jimmy Crute loss. I was ranting and raving for a good 45 minutes that I was paying attention to the fight, but I wasn't like super closely paying attention to it. I was very angry. Um, Uriah looked good though, right? I mean, Slow down though, Uriah. He's calling out Israel Adesanya. Like that's that's the number one guy in the world right now, bro. Chill the fuck out. You just had one win after like twenty losses. Um, but that's a big win for Uriah. You know, she faced, got his nose busted. I think that changed some things. I think Uriah looked a little more aggressive. Um, handled himself well on the ground. I thought if went to the ground, Uriah was gonna have some problems because Shoeface is really good on the ground. He's a good submission guy. He's just not like a lay and pray kind of guy. Um, but shoe face looked good. You know, I mean, excuse me, Raya looked good. Shoe face. I think that the last loss against Highness really kind of ruined something. He looked like he might've been injured too. Besides the nose, his nose was a complete fucking mess, but I, I felt like he maybe went in there with a little bit of an injury as well. That's just, that's just maybe me overthinking it. But, um, yeah, he looked good though. I, I was, uh, uh, not happy for your Hall, but I'm glad for people who took your Hall Cause he was plus 200 or something at the sports book. I had him at a, a plus 160. And um, yeah, so next up, the big fight of the night, the fight of the night everyone talked about, Michelle Pereira, who was a 550 favorite versus Tristan Conley, who was a plus 375. When I did the pick them, there was no lines. I predicted those was going to be high. I picked Pizarra because I knew nothing about Tristan Conley. I didn't love this fight, right? I love that Tristan got 100K. I love that he got all, all the money, right? 30% from Pereira because he missed weight. 
his own salary plus 100K because Pereira can't win the bonuses. You know, I thought the fight itself, I understand why I got fight of the night because it's in Canada. The fan was behind it. This guy is from Vancouver. He works for EA Sports. He does EA, UFC. Like, he helps with that technically-wise. Um, but listen, I mean, John Anik went a little overboard on his podcast talking about how this guy might be the future guy in Canada. Well, I agree with him that Canada needs a star. This guy's not it. I mean, he's he's not it. It was very impressive. He fought a really big 170-pound um, fighter. He's a 155-pounder. Uh, lost the first round. Second round was up in the air. He clearly won the third round. Piera embarrassed himself. This guy's doing flips, which is his style, which is cool, and it's very it's fairly appealing when you win. But when you miss weight, you do flips, and you gas, then it's like, hey, bro, maybe you shouldn't be doing all those fucking flips. Uh, you know, that's just me. I mean, that's probably tying out a little bit. Um, but I'm very happy for Justin Connolly. But I'm not. I'm Listen, I think he's going to have a real hard time at 55. 55 is a doghouse. I think they're going to give him probably someone medium next. But the minute he starts cracking top 15, top 10 guys at 155, I think he's going to have a serious problem. I think he's okay. I didn't love the fight. I thought it was sloppy. I understand why I got fight tonight. I'm very happy this guy who took the fight on five days notice. Won all that money. Good for him. He's a true fighter. Wasn't scared. Guy missed weight. Sure, give me 30%. I'll fucking still fight this guy. Pierre is a huge 170. And Tristan Connolly's a medium-sized 55er. So there's a huge size advantage. But, you know, that's a fighter, man. He took it. He's like, fuck it. I'm fighting in front of... What, what do I got to lose? Nothing. So good for him. I'm glad he got paid. Uh, but yeah, I didn't love the fight, you know, if I'm being honest with you. I'm not going to remember it in two weeks. Next up, Glover Teixeira versus uh, Nikita Krylov. This fight, uh, Glover closes an underdog. I had him in my parlay. Um, the only par- fight I missed in my parlay was Jim Crew. That's how confident I was. I had a single bet on him, and I was like, I'm going to throw him in a parlay with, with fucking Saki to hedge my bets because I'm very confident in Saki. I'm going to throw him in there with um, who to have. I had I had a four-fight parlay. Oh, I had, oh, excuse me. I hopped, I hopped right over Jeff Hughes, Todd Duffy. We'll get to that. We'll, 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 we'll go back to that. So Glover, Nikita, it was a whatever fight. I had a parlay in, on Glover, so he won. I was very happy. But, you know, the fight's already, my parlay was already done at that point. So uh, he closes the underdog, shooter straight ways. It looked good against Karloff. Karloff gassed. Um, Kenny Florian said something pretty smart. Like, you know, Glover didn't look, he looked stiff. He looked slow. He looks not himself right he's changing his game up he's becoming more of a grappler instead of a boxer but i feel like maybe glover five years ago finishes the Krylov. this glover you know edged out a decision um you know he has a lot to prove i mean he's winning fights so i'm not gonna say retired he's not getting slept all the time 40 years old though but he looked really stiff he looks like an old 40 he looks like a 40 with a lot of miles on him all right so todd duffy jeff hughes i tweeted this out I had some thoughts on this fight. Um, so Todd Duffy hasn't fought in what? Four or five years? Injury prone. Got cut from the UFC a while ago. Got brought back. He got cut because of him being an asshole. Being difficult to work with years ago. Young man. Young man that is ripped up. That's knocking dudes out. Okay. Ego got to him. Went over the dream. Got slept by Alistair Overeem. Won a couple fights. UFC brought him back. Been very inactive. He hasn't fought since Frank Mir knocked him out. He had some kind of disease and he fell off the cage and hurt his knees, hurt his back, whatever. So he comes back. He trashes the MMA media saying, y'all, you guys trash fighters. You bring down fighters. You don't bring them up. Okay. I'm fine with that. Right. I have no problem with that. 
the problem I have with that is I'm a, I wouldn't consider myself MMA media. I throw shots at MMA media all the time. Some guys do are a little overcritical about everything. I mean, I can name names. I will. Josh Gross, Ben Folks. But some people just call it the way it is. Todd Duffy doesn't strike me as a guy that likes hearing things about him that maybe are true that he doesn't want to deal with or you know maybe he doesn't want to listen to it because he's a fighter and he's trying to get his confidence up whatever the case may be but some of the things that people write are true they're not you know just being an asshole they're calling it like they see it todd duffy's a guy that's never really blown me away i picked jeff hughes in this fight i mean listen it was a fucking brawl it was sloppy they were cracking each other jeff hughes got rocked twice he hit Todd Duffy with some big, big shots. Todd Duffy did not go down. Maybe, you know, maybe got stopped in his tracks, but he he looked like he held up pretty well. Both getting a little tired. Todd Duffy more so than Jeff Hughes. They're against a the cage. A little bit of an eye poke. When that happened, I said, okay. You know, I saw on the ta- saw it on the re- replay, and I'm like, oh, that's not too too bad, right? Um, I've been poked in the eye training with MMA gloves. It sucks. I get that. Uh, but it didn't look too bad, right? And then so he just, he looks at the ref and he's like, I'm seeing double. So just give me a minute. Just give me a minute. And so that he goes, well, you want to see the doctor? He goes, no, just give me a minute. So the ref's giving him a minute. Apparently, you don't get five minutes for an eye poke. I know you get five minutes for a groin strike, but maybe not an eye poke. I'm not really sure what the commission's rules are on that. So the ref's giving him a minute, right? Todd Duffy at this point is not touching his eye. When guys get poked in the eye, they're constantly rubbing their eye. They're constantly trying to get blood out. They're trying to get their sight back. This Todd Duffy's hands are on his hips. He's not even so much as blinking. He's just standing there, breathing heavy, looking at the ref, said, give me a minute, give me a minute. And when the ref's like, yeah, you know, okay, your minute's up. What do you want to do? He goes, well, I'm seeing double. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to call the doctor. And he's like, no, just give me a minute. Calls the doctor and doctor comes in. The doctor tries to give him an out. The ref was holding his mic up so we didn't really hear, fully hear the conversation. But the doctor's like, oh, yeah, it looks, you know, shine the light in his eyes. He's like, your eyes look, you know, pretty good. And then right before the doctor's ready to let him fight, Todd Duffy goes, I'm seeing double. And then the ref's like, or the doctor's like, what'd you say? And he's like, I'm seeing double. And the ref goes, okay. And the doctor's like, call a fight. They call the fight. He quit. Bottom line. I have no problem saying that. I'm not a professional fighter. Just because I'm not a professional fighter and I just do a podcast doesn't mean I can't say he quit because he fucking quit. Right? He was tired. He gave Jeff Hughes his best shots. Jeff Hughes kept getting up. He didn't want to be there. Todd Duffy quit. Bottom line. You can say the media brings fighters down and all that stuff like that. But, bro, you quit. You're going to have to live with that. I don't care. I'm going to forget about it next month. But the next time you fight, don't be surprised when the media goes, well, Todd Duffy's fighting again. Is he going to quit or is he going to fight? I mean, I'm sure you'll fight in the next five years because that's your timeline. But... You quit, right? Rich Flanken got poked in the eye by Dan Henderson, lost a close decision, which I thought he won, and his eye, he almost lost his goddamn eye. What are you doing, man? I mean, I, I don't follow him on social media. Maybe he's taking a picture of his eye and it's really gruesome. I don't know. Actually, let me check that real quick. Is he even on anything? I feel like he's like a a, a little beta bitch that... Um, would want to get on social media because people like, you know, or people are mean to him. People are mean to me. Let's see if he posts anything. All right, so Todd Duffy. Okay. So he hasn't posted one thing about his eye. Now, that's that's not anything, right? That doesn't matter. Um, because, you know, not everyone does that. But, so I just typed in Todd Duffy eye on Google. 
And literally, there's he didn't post one picture of his eye. There's nothing. Okay, listen. If I get poked in the eye and I had to quit the fight and I'm getting called a quitter, I'm gonna I'm gonna post it online and be like, listen, my eyes fucked. The guy quit. Bottom line, he quit. Jeff Hughes won that fight. That's why I have a one there. Um, I know that was a no contest, but Jeff Hughes won. I'm not counting it towards my record. I'm just putting a one next to it because that was a, that was a tough fight. A lot of people were on Todd Duffy on that fight. All right, main event time. Justin Gagey versus Cowboy Cerrone. I put uh, three units, a hefty amount on uh, Justin Gaethje. My guy, one of my guys. It seems like the only time I can win a, a significant bet is when it's one of my guys. Go fucking figure. Um, you know, entertaining fight. Obviously, it ended in the first round. Gaethje came out a little more patient, a little, little bit different kind of a footwork. Was moving side to side more in and out. Uh, Cerrone was trying to box them. He didn't throw a ton of kicks. Gaethje threw a lot of kicks, but didn't land a lot of kicks. Cerrone was was ready for the for leg kicks and was picking his leg up quite quite a bit. Uh, Cerrone landed an okay body kick through one head kick. Was trying to box with him though, right? <clears throat> Justin would close the distance and throw some big shots. Cowboy would kind of try to counter. Pretty even through the first and then literally right before it happened. I hate being one of these guys, but I'm like, dude, Gagey's going to catch him. Because Cerrone's coming in, in the range to box with him, right? Cerrone fights better on the outside. Jab with his long kicks. He's longer than Gagey. When he kept crashing in with Gaethje because Gaethje was kind of making him do that, I'm like, he's going to get caught with a right hand coming in. Sure enough, like a minute later, he, Cerrone comes in, loads up, gets caught with a big right hand, puts him down. Gaethje finishes him. Gaethje screamed and flicked off the ref. Cerrone was upset about the stoppage. It's a classic thing. Cerrone thought it was too early. Gaethje thought it was too late. I thought it might have been a little too late. I mean, Cerrone went down belly first, covered up. Gaethje didn't want to hit his friend. That's what he said. He's like, I don't want to hit my friend. Cerrone's like, I had a little bit more fight left in me. Cerrone's a wild man. The guy's crazy, right? Um, but this is a fight that I didn't love on paper because I like both guys. Gaethje's my guy. I hate seeing Cowboy lose. Cowboy's mentality is what's everything right with the UFC. I mean, this guy rarely complains about money with the UFC, rarely complains about anything. He just wants a title shot. He wants an opportunity. Doesn't really complain about matchmaking. This guy's a huge star. Everyone loves Cowboy. I loved his outfit, dressed like Doc Holliday. And, uh, you know, no one I know doesn't like watching a cowboy fight. He's very exciting, but you never hear him gripe and complain about certain things. I like that, right? I like a guy that just comes up, goes to work. I'll fight anybody. So it's a dying breed. It's going to be a sad day when cowboy hangs him up. With that being said, I obviously had money on Gaethje. I thought Gaethje was going to win big in this. He did. I was only worried about the head kicks, uh, cause Gaethje does get wild, but he didn't look really wild in there. He looked pretty calculated and, um, very excited. Very excited that he called out Connor. Not really. He said the Irishman's retired. I want to. I want to fight uh, the winner of Khabib Tony, which makes sense. I think he'll get. I think he'll get Connor. I think Connor is kind of teasing a fight with Poirier, um, and and he tweeted out December fourteenth in Dublin. Apparently that was a, a boxing match that's not happening. I don't really know what's going on. So my bone to pick is with Connor. I love Connor. Right. I, I I've been on Connor since day one. Um, I think, you know, he's the biggest, biggest star in MMA history. Um, I love the guy, right? All his trials and tribulations, you know, I'm a Connor guy. I am. My bone to pick with Connor is the reason I loved him and still love him was, and I know he's a different level of stardom and fame and everything like that, but you're not the champion anymore. You lost to Khabib. You haven't fought in a while, right? You, your last two fights, you know, um, you know, you have you have two. I mean, excuse me, you have two. Your two biggest fights. You have two losses: Khabib and Floyd. 
you're a multimillionaire over again. You don't need to fight, but you're saying you want to fight. You go on ESPN saying, I want to fight, right? You know, I know you got a hand injury, thumb injury, whatever. My gripe is, is the old Connor, when Dustin Poirier sends him a fucking message, he responds in kind. And he kind of did. He tweeted something out, but it wasn't great. Justin Gaethje said, you're retired, and then slides into his DMs and said, I'll fight you in Ireland. I need that chaos in my life, which is a fucking G move. Like, Justin Gaethje slid in your DMs and said, I'll fight you in Dublin. I need the chaos in my life. <sighs> what? And I don't know if Connor responded. Obviously, they haven't made it public. Justin Gaethje made the DM public. Man, Connor has said many times, no one could beat me on my own soil. A Dublin or any kind of Ireland, not that have to be in Dublin, but Dublin, Gaethje, Connor would sell out a fucking stadium. The fight's action packed. But here's another thing that I have not a bone to pick with Connor. I want Connor to respond like, here's the bone to pick with Connor. I want Connor to respond like he used to with the clever quips. And, the, you know, I'm going to fucking cut you down and I'm going to have some good shit, right? He's kind of letting these people take shots at him and he's not really responding. I want him to respond. I want him to be like, hey, motherfuckers, I haven't gone anywhere, right? Now, the other not bone to pick with Connor, just to defend Connor a little bit because he's my guy. After watch, I watched the Khabib Dustin fight again. I watched the Connor Khabib fight 40 times. Connor did, I know they both lost the same way. Connor did better than, than Justin or Dustin did on the ground. Connor was in a complete stalemate that first round. Khabib couldn't do anything. Second round, a little bit different. He fucking pounded on him. Third round, Connor won, but you know, Khabib took it off. Fourth round, Khabib comes out and, and takes him out, right? Khabib's an animal, right? I'm not suggesting that Connor could beat Khabib. But what people are forgetting is Connor is that dude still. He can still fucking crack. So a lot of people are talking like, oh, well, even if Connor fights Gaethje and loses. Now, I love Gaethje too. That's going to be a hard one for me to pick. I'm going to have to pick on pure logic because literally if I power rank my guys list, those guys are one and number two right now for sure. Israel Adesanya maybe one and number two. They're in the top three, right? Um, but if they fight, let's make no mistake about it. Justin Gaethje versus Conor McGregor is going to be a stand-up fight. Khabib, even though he dropped Conor, no one's beating Conor in a stand-up fight. I mean, Nate Diaz kind of, but then he got redemption on that. It would be a, an incredible fight, and I can't wait to watch it, Gaethje versus McGregor, and hopefully they do it in Ireland. Ireland deserves it. Let both guys get paid a ton, shit ton of money. But let's not mistake the fact that Connor still got dynamite in that left hand, right? Just because he lost like a beeb and he's been inactive doesn't mean the dude can't crack. Him and Gaethje is a war. So let's not, let's not, let's not forget about that, and that's what should happen. Gaethje versus Connor, Tony versus Khabib, that makes the most sense. Tony versus Khabib needs to happen. I could make the argument with Gaethje being my guy that Gaethje and Khabib makes sense too. But I can't. Logically, I'll, I'll, I'll fight to the death for my guys. But I can't sit here and tell you guys that Gaethje deserves it over Tony. Tony's got 12 or 13 fights in a row. They were supposed to fight multiple times. Tony was the interim champion, got stripped, never lost, has looked impressive. He's getting older, too. He's 35. This fight needs to fucking happen this year, early next year. It needs to happen. UFC needs to fucking draw the line in the sand 
and they need to say, all right, Tony, how much money you want to make? Blank check. Oh, you want to make $3 million? Okay, $3 million back-end pay-per-view deal. Khabib, you make $5 million back-end pay-per-view deal. We'll do it in fucking Vegas, even though Khabib might not fight in Vegas. We'll do it in New York. We'll do it in Chicago. Fuck it. Do it in Cincinnati. I'll be there. You can put that fight anywhere it sells. You need to get that because Khabib's not around for long. Khabib's fighting Tony. He wants GSP. I don't think he's going to get it. Then he's going to fight either. I don't think he'll fight Connor again. But I think the winner, Connor Gaethje, should fight for Khabib. I think Donald, uh, Dustin, uh, Dustin Poirier should fight Donald Cerrone. Cerrone Poirier, Gaethje, Connor, Tony, Khabib. That's 55 right there. Bang, bang, bang. Right? People are like, oh, well, you know, this and that. But no, that's 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 what it should be. Right? Gregor Gillespie, you know, not officially one of my guys, but one of my guys, he's sitting at 11, needs a fight. Horrible call out. He called out. He's never, he said he's never called anybody out. Right? He's not a shit talker. Goes on Instagram and calls on Anthony Pettis after he just broke his fucking foot. Bro, he just broke his foot on Nate Diaz's head. And you're calling him out for like November and MSG? Like, that's not going to happen. So Gregor needs to fight more. He's a problem. So that's my thought. I think that's really it. Let me let me cabruise. I don't have many notes here, guys. I'm telling you, Disney's zapping my brain. So I'm an MMA junkie here. Let's see. Uh, let's see what kind of news is that because I have a little fun, uh, little fun segment I have at the end of the uh, end of the episode here that we're gonna try out for the first time. All right. So I'm an MMA junkie. Ooh, Dave Branch receives two year suspension from USADA. Yikes. Dave Branch, if you were on steroids and you weren't winning, bro, you got to get your money back. Like Dave Branch hasn't won a fight in forever, right? Get your money back, bro. If you were using steroids and you couldn't win a fight, I thought the whole idea was taking steroids so you could win. What the fuck's going on? Uh, Masvidal versus Diaz press conferences tomorrow. You know, I'm not super excited because I think it's going to be, you know, I, you know, they're both very entertaining guys, but I don't think it's going to be electric press conference. They're both going to be respectful. But they both have respect for each other. Um, I'm going to tune in because I'm a fucking, that's what I do. But I'm not, you know, it, it is what it is. Shane Burgos versus Mako and Amir, Amir, Amir Khani added to UFC 244 in New York. Who gives a shit? Even though I do like Shane Burgos. Um, yeah, see, there's not much. I mean, a lot of, a lot of the headlines are... James Gallagher and Bellator needs an opponent for Ireland or, or somewhere out there. Um, you know, uh, Sarah Froto, one of the scariest women in the UFC, just got suspended for USADA violation. They cut her. So her violation must have been fucking bad. She must have had every steroid in her body. But yeah, I mean, there, there's not a ton to really talk about. I mean, we went over Vancouver. There's, you know, Zabit Magomedov Sharipov versus Calvin Cater got removed from Boston, which is a bummer. Now it's in Moscow. Feel bad for Cater. He's getting a hometown fight. Now he's getting a fucking a Russian fight. And, uh, you know, that's a tough, that's a tough look for, uh, um, for him. But yeah, I mean, listen, a lot of it's this weekend. Robbie, oh, we'll talk about this and then we'll get to the thing. Cause Devin brought this to my, uh, he, you know, that's the thing. I wish I had, I wish I generated money for what I do. Um, Yo, because Devin is all over. Like, you know, he, you know, shout out Dev. Dev goes fishing on Instagram. He's all over the scoops. Like, he follows a lot of media outlets on Instagram. He retweets those stories. I want that motherfucker, to, you know, to have access to MMA takes Instagram. Just start posting this shit. I'm not good enough. I, a lot of times, I have a problem with my phone. Um, you know, being a dad and being a husband, I try to be present when I can. 
So if I'm always on my phone, like I'm, I'm just a fucking slub, right? So I, I kind of put my phone away a lot. I'll come back and he's got like seven stories posted, but you know, he's on top of it. I mean, that's, maybe I'll give him, if this thing ever takes off, maybe I'll give him some revenue. I haven't, this is, I haven't talked about this, but he brought this to my attention, which I mean, before anybody else did, Robbie Lawler sent Santiago Ponsonibio, um, really good fight. Uh, my initial reaction when this got announced is I think Robbie takes it. I don't love Santiago. Devin's like, well, take a look at him. Cause he's really good. Um, I watched some of his fights. I, I don't remember him. I haven't gone back and watched more of them. Um, I remember th- what's sad is I remember him getting knocked out by Lorenz Larkin. That's like the only one I remember. I remember the Mike Perry fight, which he, you know, was, was fairly close, but he, you know, handily dominated. I just don't know if he's fighting top competition. He's, but Robbie Lawler is due for a win. Got embarrassed against Colby with the pressure. Um, Ben Ashkin fight was kind of a weird fight. He looks to be in great shape. He looks one to be active. He's fighting a stand-up guy. I mean, Ponsonibio, even if he tries to mix it up and goes to the ground, I don't think he's taking Robbie down. Um, and he doesn't have pressure like Colby. Um, so that's a really interesting fight. I, my early return is Robbie. I think he's going to come up as an underdog. Losing to Ponsonibio hasn't lost him forever, and he's really high-ranked. I like Robbie early in that fight. Uh, Devin uh, disagrees. So if, I think that's on a pay-per-view, so we'll have to... I have to battle it out. Battle it out. All right. So I'm a Reddit guy now, right? So if you don't know what Reddit is, it's just one big, huge forum. And uh, I went on there forever ago to to research um, boxing gloves, winning boxing gloves. Like how how can I detect um, what winning box if they're real or not, right? So then I start getting hooked, and I start doing all these things. So I went to like a bunch of like ran. I love random questions, right? I like when people come up to me, friends, and not strangers. And just go like, who would win in a fight? Like, uh, you know, a ham sandwich or, you know, you or whatever. You know, it's something fucking stupid. Because my brain really examines it and answers thoroughly. Um, and I've done this before with Austin on the podcast. I've asked them really like, would you rathers and really random questions. It's like marry, fuck, kill. You name three women, you got marry, fuck, kill one of them. Um, it's like super hypothetical stuff. So obviously this is an MMA podcast. So we're going to do fighting. So I looked up. On Reddit, like what were the most common like fight questions, right? First one was, and this is dated, but this also goes back to my time at SureDog on SureDog forums. Would you fight Brock Lesnar? Yes, of course. Like, what do I have to lose, right? I'm not scared to lose to Brock. If I lose, oh, fucking why I lost. I get paid for it, right? A lot of guys are like, oh, yeah, right. I'd never fight him. He killed me, blah, blah. Right, and he probably would me too. But I'm if they're paying me, and I get to do it in front of a bunch of people and get my name out there, why wouldn't I do it? Oh well, I fucking lose to Brock Lesnar. What what is there to gain from that? There's nothing to gain. That's such just a weird question. It's like, would you fight someone? If you're paying me enough money, yes. Right, because if I lose, I fucking lose. Who cares? You know. Now, like if they told me like, oh, would you fight a little kid on pay per view? And this little kid's trained in fucking, you know, every martial art possible. I'd be a little nervous because if I lost the little kid, I'd fucking be pretty embarrassed. There's nothing to be embarrassed about to lose Brock Lesnar unless I get knocked out and shit my pants on TV. That'd be embarrassed. But guess what? I got paid. So I'd fucking shit my pants on TV if I get paid. So that's a really common question. I used to get that, you know, I'm the I'm the MMA guy. I'm the UFC guy at my work. Where, where I used to, well, not my same job, but where I used to work. A lot of bullshitting goes on, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're around a lot of, a lot of guys. 
and they all knew me as the UFC guy, the MMA guy, whatever. So that I would get these questions all the time. Would you fight Brock Lesnar? Would you fight blah, blah, blah? Yes, if you're paying me. And this goes back to the argument I have with my buddy forever ago. If you go to MMA Takes, I wrote a blog about it. And he just resurfaced this article today, or excuse me, this argument today. We've literally, we're fighting. Like we're in a group text. Our other, my other friend, Austin, he just stays out of the way. He's like, I don't even want to argue with this. So the argument was, Austin came on the podcast. I said I could fuck up Wayne Rooney. Years ago, when we all lived together, Wayne Rooney, soccer player, they're like, oh, he used to be an English boxer. He's tough. And I'm thinking, this little fucking guy, smoke him. Like, no, you wouldn't. Video comes out of Wayne Rooney getting knocked out in his kitchen by some bum, right? Boxing is pure shit. I bring that up in the podcast. My buddy, my buddy again, references it. And I make the claim, listen, I could beat up anybody, any professional athlete under 225 pounds. Well, first he said, well, you couldn't beat up. I said I could beat up any soccer player. Then he goes, no, you couldn't beat up so-and-so. And he sent me a picture of this guy. I don't know who he was. I said, yes, I could. Then I said, I could beat up any professional athlete that's not a fighter, that has no training, just an athlete that's under 225 pounds. He said, well, could you beat up AJ Green? who Cincinnati Bengals, all-star wide receiver, one of the best wide receivers in the game. There just so happens to be a video of AJ Green hitting mitts, doing a boxing workout, and he looks awful. So I said, yeah. You know, AJ Green weighs like 190, 200 pounds. We fight forever about this. He's not trained. I've, I've probably brought this up on a podcast. My buddy knows nothing about MMA. He's never seen me fight. He's never seen me train. He's never seen AJ Green fight. His opinion... And stance is any professional athlete or any, yeah, he, well, he initially said any professional athlete could beat up a normal person like myself. That's crazy, right? Sean White's a professional athlete. I would fucking shove Sean White's head up his ass, right? I'd make him eat his own ass. Kickers and punters in the NFL, right? Andy Dalton for the Bengals. These are professional athletes. There's 85%, 90%, I would say, NFL quarterbacks. I'd smoke. I beat him up, right? You think Sam Darnold, who sitting out five weeks because of mono, can't kiss a couple chicks and get mono and continue to play? You think he's fighting me? You think he's fucking me with me? No. So that's the argument, right? So I respond, and he brought it up today because I'm part of my take today. Doug Marone from the Jaguars. We're getting out of a whole rabbit hole here. I'm getting fired up. Doug Marone from the Jaguars almost got in a fight on the sidelines with Jalen Ramsey. The guys on part of my take, Big Cat, PFT, were saying, well, Doug Marone, someone from Doug Marone was like, oh, if I was Jalen Ramsey, I wouldn't fucking mess with Doug Marone. He's from the Bronx. And their opinion was, no, he's a world-class athlete. I'm pretty sure he can beat up Doug Marone. He's from the Bronx. So my buddy's like, listen to that part, please. So he brought up the argument again. My thing is, is Doug Marone's 55 years old. He's from the Bronx. Doesn't matter. I don't know if he's trained or not. Big dude, whatever. I am trained. I've been boxing since I was 18, trained MMA up to I was 27, never took a fight, but pretty good, been in a ton of fights. And just because you're a professional athlete, no matter where you're at, NFL or not, that doesn't make you can mean you can fight. One of the greatest athletes we have in UFC, Yoel Romero, right? The guy's a freak athlete. I think we can all agree this. He couldn't go and, and, and train six months and be a basketball player. And I don't think a basketball player can come train six months being a fighter. It's a different skill set. I already have a skill set. These people don't. So my argument is 
just because you're a professional. And this and take me out of the equation at this point. I think there's a bunch of normal people that could fuck up professional athletes. If you're a pro- professional athlete, doesn't mean you can fight. Have you ever seen like a professional athlete come and like throw a baseball? It's horrible. I just saw James Harden hit mitts the other day and made me laugh. It was so bad. I'd fuck up James Harden. Christoph Pazingas got beat up in the streets of Lithuania by some random dude. That guy's like seven foot. Just because you're a professional athlete doesn't mean you can fight. Bottom line. Sure, you have, you're faster and you have better genes and you have all these, these things, but that, does that mean you're stronger than me? Does that mean you can take a punch? No, absolutely not. My buddy Austin is a significantly better athlete than I am. Not a professional athlete, but he's a significant better athlete than me. He played soccer all four years in college. He played soccer his whole life. He's in shape. He works out all this stuff. He's a better athlete than I am. But if we ever fought, it'd be over in five seconds. So it's just a different skill set. And we're going to argue probably tooth and nail to the day we die about that because I'm not going down on that hill. Right now, obviously, if I get in there with AJ Green, he fucking hits me and knocks me out. I mean, that could fucking happen. Anything can happen. My The general point is, is professional athletes don't have a leg up on normal people. They just don't. Just because you're good at basketball, just because you're good at certain things and elite at that, and you're getting paid millions of dollars, doesn't mean you can fight, okay? It doesn't. There was a Texas linebacker that made it to the NFL, and again, I'm not a professional fighter. Huge guy, right? He hit a woman, Roger Huerta, knocked him out. 155-pound Roger Huerta knocked out a University of Texas linebacker who got drafted into the NFL. I can't remember the guy's name. Knocked him clean out, right? Now, I'm not a Roger Huerta. I'm not a trained fighter, but size and speed and all that shit doesn't usually matter. We went down a rabbit hole. Let me go, let me go to the next question. So, what we're doing here is, is I'm answering random Reddit questions that I found about fighting. Hypothetical things because I like answering those. Another one that popped up that was pretty, I saw this pop up quite a bit on Reddit, was would you fight a transsexual? And I don't know if that is the proper term. I'm not trying to be PC. Um, uh, you know, a transvestite I think is is maybe uh, offensive. Not really sure. So basically a, a man now transitioning to a woman, like a Caitlyn Jenner situation, right? Would I fight a transsexual, right? Yes. Yes. They're, they're men. Okay. Listen, I have, you can be anything you want to be in this world, right? I have no problem with Caitlyn Jenner being Caitlyn Jenner when she was Bruce for fucking 60 years. If you want to fucking dress as a woman and you identify as a woman when you were born a man, I have no problem with that. I generally, I don't have a problem with what anybody does. As long as you're not hurting people and you're a good person, you can do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. But you were born a man. So you can go get married to a man. You can go do all those things. You cut your dick off. You can do whatever you want. But this comes up a lot with Fallon Fox. She was a man. Then she transitioned to a woman and she wanted to fight women's MMA. No, you have men genes. It's the same thing that's happening now. There was a there was a um uh, someone that transitioned to a woman that uh or yeah transitioned to a woman that went and wrestled uh women's wrestling or something like that and was dominating people. No, you have men genes. It's science. It's not me being a, a fucking idiot. It's not me being a dickhead. It's not me being all these things. But when you're born a man, you're a man, right? There's chromosomes. There's scientific evidence that proves that that you have these certain type of genes. So yes, I would, I'm not going to go out of my way to fight a transsexual, but if 
if I knew they were transsexual and they're swinging at me, yeah, I'm gonna fucking sock them right in the mouth. Cause and then you know, you know, cause they're a man. That's just what it is. And another thing that popped up, um, would you fight a gay guy? And a lot of it was no, because they have AIDS. Well, first off, not all gay people have AIDS. Secondly, there's no difference between a gay man and a straight man, right? I would say 85% of gay men are probably in really good shape. Joey Diaz has a great story where he used to rob gay dudes and then he got fucking lit up by one. So my biggest thing with a gay guy, if a gay guy came at me uh, and we're fighting and I don't know why this would happen, but he came at me and we're fighting, whatever. My biggest thing again would be, God, if I get my ass kicked, I'm a meathead alpha idiot male and if a gay dude fucked me up in front of all my friends, I'd be, I'd be a little, I'd be a little embarrassed about it. Even though it's just a guy, it's a regular guy. You know what I mean? There's, there's no problem with losing to a gay guy, but me being a meathead, I'm like, man, that, you know, fuck that gay guy. I could really fight. He really fucked me up. These questions, I maybe should have screened these questions a little more. This is literally the only research I did was I went on Reddit because when I'm laying there, I, I got rid of Facebook. I got that off my phone. So when Twitter, I'm already, I've already done with Twitter. I go, let me see what Reddit has. And there's some crazy shit on Reddit. So I should have maybe, maybe screened these just a little bit more. All right, next up. This is a good one. Would you hit a woman to save a life? So I'm very anti-women, right? I picked this one because Greg Hardy smacked up his lady. There's a lot of fighters, a lot of, not just fighters, a lot of people that really put their hands on women. And, I, and I'm obviously strongly against that as I think every male should be right i think it's just uh i mean that's just this is the way it is you should you should definitely be against hitting women but to save a life of course if my wife was in a fight with a woman which would never happen but if she was and the woman pulls out like a knife or something yeah of course i'm going after her but if my wife starts some shit with a woman and wants to fight her and is insisting on fight her and my wife gets laid out then i'm not gonna hit the woman i'm gonna pull her off her mix you shouldn't have fought her you can't fight um, but yeah, since I'm very anti hitting women as all men should be to save a life. I mean, I mean, of course I'd have to, right? I mean, that's, that's, that's no brand. That's an easy question. All right. Next up. Last one here before we wrap up, could you now as an adult beat up your dad? That's always a good one. A lot of people, you know, my dad's suffering yours. Well, my dad's dead. My real dad is, um, he passed away several years ago. He was uh, a tough dude though. He's short, stocky. Um, but he did get in a lot of fights. Now my, now I call my stepfather. I don't like saying stepfather because I think it diminishes the relationship we have. He's raised me since I was, he's known me since I was three, raised me. Basically I lived with him starting at seven. So he's my father. I refer to him as my father. I don't ever refer to him as step, but I call him Don. I don't call him dad. I call him Don. He's Don. Could I beat up Don as an adult? Well, I could beat up Don when I was a kid, right? He's, um, a gangly used to be a gangly tall little fucking dweeb and uh i could have countless friends that used to play on my baseball team that he used to coach coming here talking about the times i kicked his ass so i've been able to kick don's ass since i was fucking 12 and i'm not even kidding so yes i could beat up my dad now as an adult uh my real dad uh you know again i don't know he's dead so uh he's dead as shit so i can't answer that question all right so that is it I wanted to try something new here at the end here. Random question. Sorry, I went on a little bit of a rant here. So that's the podcast, boys. That's going to be it for me. Um, I'm going to release a video for Mexico, and then I'll take a picture of my pics of the little sheet I have. I'll tweet those out. That way, if you you follow me and you do really listen to my pics and want to know who I'm picking, I'll do that. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll pick those out. I'll go over the card, and then... Yeah, you're not going to hear me next week. No podcast till Friday. 
I'll be in Disney World. Um, yeah, so that's it, guys. Enjoy the fights this weekend. Um, hopefully, I survive Disney World, and I can come back and uh, report how uh, how fun it was. And I'll, I'll I'll really do my my due diligence and see if it is truly the happiest place in the world. All right, boys. I'll talk to you guys in about a week and a half. You want to take it from the top? Yeah, let's try it. Let's lay it down. Nick? You want to lay it down? Are we rolling on the rehearsal?